and we're back. The final episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm uh, pretty pumped about this upcoming weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's right. We're going to do a little cabin trip. We're going to the cabin. We're going to listen to the maiden, drink some beers. We're going to end the podcast the way it begun, sitting yes. around a fire listening to Iron Maiden. Probably bickering and arguing about Iron Maiden. <laughs> I know. But it'll be good to get up to the cabin, spend yeah. some time, get around a fire, enjoy the summer, chat Maiden, catch up. Yep. Yeah. Reminisce. There's, uh, yeah, not a lot going on Maiden-wise to, uh, you know, I don't know. Everything's kind of in a lull right now, just waiting to see how everything pans out. But, uh, you know, there's a yeah. Maiden live stream this Friday, like the day that this airs. Uh, but it's just a repeat of the, the Wacken 2006 Book of Souls setlist show. Yeah. Which is already on YouTube. Me and you already watched it together. But yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a good show if, you have, you know, if you're dying for something to watch. Yeah, you mean the amazing. 2016 one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was really good. Yeah. But, uh, we did watch that. It's not really, you know, newsworthy that <laughs> the, no. the Wacken website is rerunning a, you know, a bunch of classic. They're doing the same thing the Download Festival did, so it's kind of like throwing us a crumb. But it is a bit of a, a missed opportunity, though, you know? Um, they're, they're sitting on, I mean, so much stuff that could come out. Yeah, there's so much unreleased Maiden like in, in oh their archives God. that they could be dropping during during a pandemic when people are desperate for entertainment. Ironically, they could like drop a new concert disc every week and blow the world <laughs> yeah, away. That's true. Why don't they do that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a it. missed opportunity. You're right. Yeah. So we're going to the cabin this weekend. Yep. We had to record a little bit rushed last week because I was heading off. I was there to the cabin last weekend, so I've been getting some time in. I was at the cabin, and you sent me Chris Cornell's cover of Patience. Oh, yeah. Not going to lie. Shed a little tear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was listening to that over and over until eventually my girlfriend was like, will you turn that up? I was like, what a loss. Yeah. What a loss. <laughs> I know. It's her, you know. Uh, but, you know, like that's the thing Maiden could be doing. They could be releasing any, even just covers, live shows. Like, obviously, you're not going to rush at a studio album right now when you can't tour. I get that. But you're sitting on so much footage. Yeah. Get some of it out. Yeah, Give us something to do. You know, keep the podcast alive. God. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's get into a beer. Let's get into a beer. Let's do uh, this. So last episode, I'm going right back to the Trooper, which is the first beer going that we drank trooper. on the podcast. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. <sighs> trooper. Wow. I've really, really developed a taste for the Trooper beers. Hmm. It's good. It's good. When I first tried it, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but uh, it's really uh, grown on me. I've really developed a taste for it. Yeah. Look, let's be, just be honest. If it was not Trooper beer, we'd probably, you know, it's just not a style of beer that resonates with either one of them as bang on. But when we drank it, you know, at the Robinson's Brewery, that was really a magical beer. Yeah, it you know, was. Well, anytime you have a, one of those proper ales, you know, those cask ales, yep. where they pump the beer up. Anytime you have those, and we're not a brewery, you're not, because that's the one downside with cask ales that I don't talk about because I love them so much, but you can get to a pub that hasn't poured one in a while, and you get that stale taste. Yeah. 
And when you're at a brewery, you know, and there was a load of maiden people there because it was the week of a show, you know, you were getting a nice, fresh, well-flown keg. No better, no better taste in the world. That did taste like a whole different beer when it was like a it cascade. It was a different beer. Yeah. Yes. It was awesome. Remember, there was a couple there who had no idea about Maiden at all. They were just like, oh, a brewery. Yeah, there was two <laughs> there was people on the Maiden. tour, and everyone else had Maiden shirts on. And they were just like, <laughs> there was all on. these Maiden people. And other people were like, oh, there seems to be a lot of people from Iron Maiden here. And they were like, I've been a Robinsons fan for 30 years. <laughs> yeah, there's not much going on in Maiden land. There's a new Maiden book, Empire of the Clouds, Iron Maiden in the yeah. 2000s, by uh, Martin Popoff. So that's he wrote a tri- he has a trilogy now. He has uh, Iron Maiden in the '80s and Iron Maiden in the '90s, and this is Iron Maiden in the 2000s. So this is his third book on Iron Maiden, and so I picked that up. I haven't read it yet. That's, that's about all no? that's going on as far that's as like it? Maiden news for me. Uh, I pre-ordered the Blaze Bailey Tenth Dimension reissue that comes out that doesn't come out till November, but it's coming out on a double vi- vinyl CD package, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Nice. I finally I got, got my Gog Magog yeah. vinyl. <laughs> you got your Gog Magog vinyl? I got, it's a not very good copy, but uh, it's no. just for the collection. And I didn't realize, well, because I've only been listening to it digitally, the back cover yeah. of the Gog Magog EP is uh, super cheesy, too. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. You, you didn't get a great copy, because all those super band EPs get just, like, played out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean... <laughs> they got worn out. Have you listened to it yet? I listened to it through once. It's kind of crackly, yeah. but eh, it's more yeah. just to complete the the collection. Yeah, how's the quality? Like, uh, how's the album? Like the the quality of the songs. It's only an EP, yeah. and we already talked about it yeah. when we did our Paul Diano episode. So it's those yeah. songs, those three songs. Yeah. Um, I don't have it digitally. I only have one of the tracks. I think that you put in a playlist. Yeah, you're not missing much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is more. I know for you like put the best one in. Completest. <laughs> yeah, I know. It would be a B side on Tattoo Millionaire. Um, we've been getting a ton of feedback about these rankings Um, I'm just going to play a clip right now Paul Lacayo actually left us a clip after our rankings episode Hey Josh, hey Nesbitt Absolutely loved your rankings I think my own list which I emailed was a little similar to both of yours I was trying not to laugh out loud at work listening to Nesbitt's numerical ranking system It's also hilarious to me that even the lower albums make you go Wait, I actually love this album I was similar to both of you in that my bottom four have always been Fear, Virtual, No Prayer, and Final Frontier, with X Factor coming out on top. I think I like No Prayer only a little more than you guys. For me, Book of Souls is a little lower on the reunion stuff at number 11. The only thing that drags it down a bit is the blow towards the end of it. One area I differed slightly is that I have A Matter of Life and Death at 10. It's a little longer, but I think it's one of their most cohesive and polished albums, and I still love it. Similar to both of you, I have Killers and Maiden at 9 and 8, respectively, in the bottom of my top 10, but I agree with Nesbitt, the debut just edges out Killers. Here's an album I differ on. I have Dance of Death at number 7, which was my intro to Maiden. I changed this order recently, and then I realized I enjoyed Number of the Beast more than Power Slave. Power Slave at 6, Beast at number 5. Right above Beast, I have Peace of Mind, and agreeing with Josh in defense of a new album, my third favorite is Brave New World. Finally, I have Seventh Son at 2. If I were being more objective, on another day it would be 1, but my personal favorite has always and will always be Somewhere in Time. Love to hear your opinions on some live albums like In Vivo, Made in England, Donington 92, or Live Chapter, Up the Irons, Down the Hops. 
Oh, Paul, man, he sent us some great emails over the years. I mean, yeah. he's been he's been a, a listener since way back. And you and him have an epic email chain, which I do kind of <laughs> creep a bit. And uh, I've emailed Paul a few times, but like you guys are back and forth all the time. It's like, uh, you know, dear diary there right away. <laughs> uh, there's a few listeners that I regularly, you know, email back and forth with. I've gotten into some pretty good, pretty deep discussions with some people, which is one of my favorite things about the podcast. Actually, I love it. Yeah, you love the you love the back and forth. And uh, in addition to him sending his list in, like I know we were early into getting the replies when we did our last episode. Like mm-hmm. we've got a flood of them, and I'm not going to go yeah. through all these lists and just tell all these people's like rankings of the albums. So what did I do? I took all of the rankings and I put them in a spreadsheet and I'm going to get a oh. consensus from our listeners. <laughs> a listener consensus? So I took every single person that emailed us in their rankings of the Maiden albums, put them in a spreadsheet and came out with the average ranking so that we can see what our listener's favorite album is. It's pretty clear that our listener's least favorite album is Virtual Eleven. that had oh, an okay. average ranking of 14.4. And uh, mm-hmm. the highest it placed was 10th. And, you know, it, it was 16th in a lot of people's lists. Next up was No Prayer. And then Fear of the Dark. Number 13, The Final Frontier. So mm-hmm. that was pretty low in people's ranking. And then Dance of Death came next with an average rank of 10.4. The X Factor finished higher than Dance of Death with 10.3. Uh, and then Book of Souls. Then Killers. Then Iron Maiden. A Matter of Life and Death is number seven. Number six was Number of the Beast. Number five, Seventh Son. Number four, Brave New World. Number three, Somewhere in Time. Number two, Power Slave. And out of all of our listeners that wrote us in, um, Peace of Mind is the number one ranked album. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, Peace of Mind is uh, the number one album with our listeners. Peace of Mind, Power Slave, Somewhere in Time, number three. Top three. Edging out, edging out Brave New World at number four, which finished yeah. higher than Seventh Son. And I wonder if our seven-hour coverage of Brave New World had a play in that. I, I, I think we had a small influence. Well, let's be <laughs> honest. Like, they listened to it, and then they emailed us. So, obviously, we, they knew we were going to read it. Yeah. Um, but So, there might be a st- statistical skew there. Um, but, you know, that's interesting. That's I'm surprised. Well, I'm not that surprised by Virtual Eleven. Um, you could easily argue down there. I just find there's a few tracks on there that I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, given given the whole album the benefit of the doubt, but I'd still put no prayer behind it. I could definitely see fair being better than it. Like that was one of the things I came away with later and thought about that. But I was very surprised that X Factor was 11th ahead of Dance of Death and Final Frontier. We got a lot of people that rated Final Frontier. Like the highest it got ranked was seven and the lowest was 16. So, yeah, we didn't do that justice because people seem to think that's bad, but we both love the album. Like, yeah. I really like the album. I mean, you know, when you look at it linearly, you think of it, but for me, the jump from Virtual 11 up to Final Frontier is like a big jump, right? Yeah. Like, those three are on a, on a lower step and it's a jump up, it's not just one place. Like, it's significant. You could switch out, in my list, Virtual Eleven, No Prayer, and Fear, based on my mood, you could switch those three around. None of them, even if you put two good tracks on them, would, would be better than Final Frontier. So, close. the 11th, 12th, and 13th placed 
album mm. are all separated by point two of a of a rank. So it's almost a tie between X Factor, Dance of Death, and Final Frontier. And then there's a drop down mm. to the Fear of the Dark, No Prayer. Yeah, Patrol peace of mind. So. Number one. Yeah, I thought that was a good way to address all of these emails and lists that we got sent. We got uh, 51 lists sent in. So, uh, I, you know, there's no way you can go through them all in the podcast. So I thought this was a cool way to actually, you know, touch on them. Mm. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. So another email we got was um, from Tyler. He says, did I miss an episode where you ranked all of the live albums? So we've gotten a few emails asking us about live albums. So here's a very quick ranking. These are my rankings, and I didn't put as much thought into these as I did the studio albums. I just kind of took an hour, kind of went back and listened to some of the key tracks on them and kind of put this list together. So my all-time favorite is Fleet 666. The version of Mariner on this alone uh, is great sounding, has good energy, classic set list, and Bruce sounds awesome. So that's my number one. Then number two is Rock and Rio. Mm. You know, the Brave New World heavy set list. And the energy, the performance, the audience is great. After that is Live After Death, which that's my number three. I know Bruce sounds kind of strained on that tour, but, you know, it's it, peak 80s Maiden. Uh, and it's the album that got me into Maiden. Some of this might be nostalgia, but, like, it's number three for me. And then after that, Beast Over Hammersmith. Uh, and, you know, it's, obviously it's heavy on the first three albums because it's the number of the Beast tour. Um, I'm a sucker for early Maiden. Beast Over Hammersmith is number four. Number five is Maiden England from 88. Seventh tour of a seventh tour set list. Pretty awesome. Then I go Death on the Road because of Passchendaele. There's some rarities in there they don't hear much. But, you know, The Talisman. I love it. That's the that's the highlight of the concert for me. Um, then I got Book of Souls live chapter. Um, I don't know why I put this one so low, but, but you know, it's from a whole bunch of different locations. We were at the Montreal show that Children of the Damned on this live album. Yeah, you know that that version comes from. It never really struck me the way the other ones did. I don't know if it's because it's from different countries, but I mean, Flight 666 is my number one and that's from different countries too. So I don't know mm. the different venues. They're all good though. Like those top eight, you know, I think that's I think my the, ranking the, anyway. Yeah. I think the live chapter is just because we'd seen the tour, but you know, it was a bit played out maybe. Yeah. That um, could be a big part of it. Because it's an excellent and the, and the, the vinyl is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's all awesome. They even want some really, really cool artwork on it. There's just, well, they've done that on a lot of live discs. You didn't mention Made in Japan. Made in Japan's an EP. I didn't count EP. that. Live plus one, I didn't count because that's an EP. And the BBC archives yeah. are probably one of the best. But it's not a true live album. It's like a bunch of different live performances, kind of a compilation. Okay. So I didn't count Made in Japan because it's so short. Uh, I didn't also didn't mention Live at Donington or Raising Hell, a real live one, real dead one. Um, I'm not as familiar with those ones. I don't tend to listen to those ones as much as the others, so they're not really getting yeah. a fair shake in the rankings. 
a real live one has an awesome version of Evil That Men Do. It's sped up a bit, yeah. and uh, I don't know. They are good, but I don't know them well enough to throw them into my rankings fairly, so they didn't get ranked. But that's it. Mm. Flight 666, my number one favorite live Maiden album. Yeah. They're all so good. I mean, I find it really hard to do that, you know. And what are you rating them on? Like, you know, the the Made in Japan, which you argue isn't live disc, I guess. But that's one where I actually think some of the recordings are better than than the album. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you go to something like Live After Death, which has an amazing set list, then it's a bit played out. I love In Vivo, partially because it's so different. Um, you know, Rock and Rio, I'd have to agree with you. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't put enough time into them. I The thing about it, every single Maiden tour is like a, a greatest hits. And then when they release the albums, they're always so well, like, they're, can you think of any that have really bad production? Like, for, you know, the only time where you're like, oh, there's a lot of crowd in that. I mean, it's just like, it's awesome. No, they usually, you know, you know they're usually technically so, pretty good sounding. Yeah, and and it's a weird dynamic because when he breaks away from the song, when a solo goes longer, when Bruce does something with the crowd, I like that more. So it's like, if it's just like the album, I love the album. If he does something great live, I love the live. So, you know, what, what am I rating it on? Yeah. I just love the I all. basically look at the performance, the energy, and the set list. Set list is big for me. Um, I don't know. Yeah. When, when, when have you ever been to Maine where it's like not a good set list <laughs> you know it's yeah, like yeah. you know they opened up with where the wild wind blows then quickly and the crowd went silent <laughs> quest for fire <laughs> then i would love to see quest for fire on a live album <laughs> yeah but yeah. like death on the road for example i love the like i said passiondale on that is great no more yeah. lies and rainmaker are cool to see live um bruce doing lord of flies it does overlap a lot with previous live albums, though. So, you know, mm. I mean, how many times do you need to see, I don't know, some of these songs that you see over Quest and over again? Quest for Fire, if <laughs> if they had the dinosaur come on stage. Inflatable dinosaur. Inflatable, like a Bernie, <laughs> yeah. like totally cheesy. Eddie can fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, and Bruce is doing his dinosaur impression on the stage. <laughs> now we're talking. So I just kind of... Uh, blew through those pretty quick that was uh but i took an hour today and i really thought about it and i ranked my top albums and i had them all here and then i quickly eliminated the eps and the bbc archive and the ones that i wasn't that familiar with and i ended up with a top eight so that's them just in case anyone's wondering but i mean it's like we said with the other albums if you ask me a month from now you know that could be upside down number eight could be number one (laughs) you know what i mean especially with live albums because they're you know, they're really dependent on kind of the mood you're in and what you're in the mood for as far as like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like sometimes I, I think mean. just the live version of The Talisman would drive in vivo to number one for me as far as live I albums know. go. Yeah. I mean, my, my top albums from two weeks ago has changed drastically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. But I have been like I was up to the cab and just pounding away at it and having a great time. Um. You know, really, really enjoying it. Like I'm, I'm making my way through all the Maiden albums again. I keep doing it in loops, and uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. I gotta say, like it's, um, it's weird. We're in a funny place. We're winding down the podcast, and it's a bit nostalgic, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's funny now because sometimes I'll put on an album and I'll be listening to like Number the Beast, and I just remember all these things that we talked about, and all you know what I mean. 
It's funny. Or I remember uh, I was listening to Death on the Road, and I was like, oh, this reminds me of when me and Josh hung out in his loft and watched that concert DVD, getting ready to record the episode. Remember that? Yeah. So all these like weird, I have all these weird podcast memories that go along with all these certain songs, or you get like some yeah. feedback back from someone, and it's like, you know, it reminds me of like an email I got from this guy that said whatever I don't know. Oh, here's a funny email that we got this week. Uh, <laughs> I want to see what you think about this one. It's Chris from Wales, and he says, "I love listening to you guys every Friday after work." I'd like to hear your opinion on my unusual technique of listening to Maiden, which I think improves the experience. My problem with Maiden is that since the Blaze albums, a lot of the songs are quite slow and plodding. Mm. Long, pointless intros or repetitive courses that last too long. To combat this, I like to listen to albums like A Matter of Life and Death and Final Frontier on YouTube and set the speed to 1.25 times playback speed. The songs are more lively and energetic and don't drag nearly as much. Try listening to certain songs sped up by 1.25, and I'd love to know what you think. For the Greater Good of God is an example. So I made a clip of that song at 25% speed increase, (laughs) just to see what you think. What do you think so of that, the, Josh? The rhythm's so off. I mean, how am I supposed to make love to that version? <laughs> I don't get it. My rhythm will be way off. They're like, what's where's the fire, mister? Um, I understand. <laughs> like, what do you add, bud? I understand what he's saying about, mm. you know, Maiden did kind of slow down a bit in this later era. Yeah. But I don't know. That's part of what I like about it. It's like, I don't think all metal has to be like speedy, like... You know, you could also be like, speed up the first Sabbath album by 50%. And, you know, you kind of destroy what it's all about. I think the strength and the power in the songwriting is that it's delivered at that speed. But I can yeah, see how, it, uh, you know, whatever makes you like Maiden more, I'm good with. <laughs> that's the, it builds anticipation. I agree. And it has more that's, power to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to knock someone that's got something that works. I know he probably doesn't have to turn up our podcast because we speak fast enough. I know. <laughs> um, you know, I I would say I, w- I just don't think you shouldn't mess with it. But that said, people put different type of equalization, different types of listening devices when they listen to it. So timing, is that so different? I don't know. I mean, to each their own. Yeah. It's also the argument with like uh, Injustice for All where like, you can't hear the bass on it. And people are like, I re-recorded yeah. it and put my own bass to it. And they like it better. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. The album is what it is. Like it or don't. But then if you do find something that you can do to it to make yourself love it where you didn't like it before, then I suppose it's all right. But uh, not yeah. for me. I'm not going to be listening to my albums at uh, 1.25 playback speed. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. I listened to all the Metallica albums this week as well. Yeah. And uh, specifically, I listened to the cassette you gave me. Oh, the puppets, Master um, of Puppets. Yeah, yeah, in the in the, in my old ghetto blaster. Yeah, <laughs> and up at the cabin because that's where all our old electronics, you know. I'm bringing a box of cassettes up to your cabin this weekend. 
Yeah, we should discuss that. I don't think the tape deck's out for it. No. We got to get a it's better gonna situation. It's going to eat all my uh, tapes. It won't eat your tapes. It's just getting them in and out is a pain. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, and, you know, the nostalgia wears out very quickly. Like, especially when someone's like, hey, play this song. I'm like, no. There's That's one thing I like about it. I'm like, there's no rewinding or fast forward. You listen to the song. Yeah, that's the best part of it. Yeah. 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 If you don't like it, drink, which is what I do when you're talking. <laughs> well, I say that to people when I'm at the cabin with them. They love it. Um, I got a couple of other emails just this week. I mean, we... We've gotten a ton of emails just like these. And these ones mean a lot to me because we kind of set out with a mission on this podcast, kind of, mm. to, you know, to kind of turn people onto the later maiden and some of the Blaze stuff. This is from uh, Brian Murphy. He says, Nesbitt and Josh, thank you for all the wonderful hours of listening. I discovered your show well into the podcast, somewhere in the low 30s. Went back and listened to your archive of recordings and, of course, all your new episodes since. You guys have helped open my eyes to the Blaze years, a period in which I kept listening to Classic Maiden but never gave the X Factor or Virtual Eleven a chance. Now I realize the error of my ways. So from one fan to another, congratulations on a job well done. Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. We uh, turned wow. someone on to the Blaze era. That's such a great email to write in. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. That's, that's world class. And Chip from L.A. said uh, similar email. He said, uh, because of your podcast – been listening for two years. I completely reevaluated and loved the post-reunion albums. Up until that point, I liked them okay, but they didn't stick with me. The only exception being a matter of life and death. Thanks for bringing me back to a band I love and helping me appreciate four albums I dismissed. Chip from L.A. Oh, my so that's God. Cool. That's great. And we've gotten a whole bunch of emails like that. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's very satisfying to hear that we, like, turn people on to more Maiden. You know what I mean? Same thing, yeah. The same thing on Facebook, man. A lot of people have written in and and a lot of great, great, um, you know, feedback along that. You know, what are we going to do this Friday? A couple of people wrote in joking, are they going to have to make friends or go out <laughs> or do stuff? I got a great message from uh, Fred Holmes. He he posted, and I thought this was great. Just it was it was a little while ago he posted it, um, but it said uh, ten reasons why Bruce Dickinson is of Iron Maiden. You know, it's just a, a shared article, but it's a great man. He's a big Bruce fan. He tagged us in this. Vocalist of the legendary heavy metal band Iron Maiden received the honorary doctorate of music uh, title at London's Queen's Mirror University, a commercial pilot, marketing director, professor of history, an endangered turtle rescuer. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about that Um, either. An Olympic. Oh, I did. He flew a bunch of endangered turtles on a plane as the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about that. I suppose that's a good thing. <laughs> Josh hates turtles. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, I mean, are they really endangered nests? But I mean, they're, they seem to be everywhere. Anyway, uh, an Olympic level fencer, yeah, an accomplished screenwriter. I don't know about that. The Chemical Wedding bit. movie is that what they're talking about? Yeah. Well, that's an accomplishment. That's a bit of a stretch. Well, no, it's pretty of a stretch. I don't know. Okay, movie. The last one, Defeater of Cancer. That's true, respect. yeah. That's a big one. Anyway, some great, great posts there, but my favorite from Fred. As he said, please tell Nesbitt that the plural of vinyl is vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Nesbitt. We're just going to go back and re-record all the previous episodes. Go, yeah, re- re- redo those all. Do I say redo that? I must say all. that. That must be like one of I the many know. things I say Finals. that sounds weird when you tell me that vinyl. I say it. Really? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? I it's like yeah. when it's people were like, you say Hallowed be thy name. And I was like, do I? And it's like listening to the podcast and listening to myself. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do say that all the time. Why do I say that? Anyway, I know. it's funny. And now I get emails you know from people that yeah. they spell it as Hallowed with hyphens in it. They write the pronunciation out in the email as uh, the way that I say it incorrectly. So it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least we found one grammatical flaw in this Newfoundland podcast. <laughs> one thing I found funny is a lot of people are saying that after we're done this episode, they're going to go back and start listening to all our episodes all over again. Oh, wow. And I'm like, if you want to listen to 140-something hours of me and Josh talking about I think it's almost 150. Is it? But, uh, yeah, going back, listening to those early episodes, man, I find those hard to listen to now. I don't know. But uh, they, We were so young and... <laughs> The world was our oyster. Yeah. Now the world is our endangered turtle. (laughs) (laughs) How quickly things change. Uh, Yeah, no, it's been a long journey. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. We got a message from Melissa. I want you to play that one. Melissa, who was one of the very first people that started emailing us right from the beginning. Um, Yeah. And she's been there ever since, like, since very early in the podcast. Before you play that, we've been back and forth with her. Yeah. On, uh, you know, many, many emails. And I believe we talked about it recently. She was on another podcast. Yeah, she was. Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Oh, okay. She's been co-hosting a few uh, episodes with him, which is kind of cool. Excellent. And I have a standing invitation to go on the booze with her in Boston. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, you got to play this clip. It's awesome. Hi, guys. It's Melissa from Boston. Finally getting around to leaving a message. I'm not as prepared as Maxim. I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants here. But I wanted to give you guys a shout out and let you know how much I love your podcast. I also wanted to let you know how I got into your podcast. Because I was going to do my own about Iron Maiden. And I went looking around to see what podcasts were out there about Iron Maiden. And I found you guys. It was about the sixth episode. And I listened. And I thought it was great. And I went back and I listened to the first five. And I loved it. And I thought, well, let me just see what these, where these guys go before I start to do my own thing. And what I realized was you were doing it the way that I would do it. The history, the personal relationship you have with the band, the beers, all of it. I thought it was fantastic. And now I realized you're doing my podcast for me. I thank you so much for your hard work, Nesbitt. You too, Josh. And I hope that someday we can get together and have some beers, talk about the Bruins and Iron Maiden. Thanks for all that you do. I really appreciate all the hard work that you guys have put into this because I know that it's not easy. And you have your own lives and you have everything going on. But um, you've made it so enjoyable and so fun. And I've turned my friends on to it. And I just think you're fantastic. And I think now I'm going to go back and start from the beginning and I'm going to listen all over again. Up the irons, down the hops, go Bruins. Little little salt in the wound there at the end. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, no. so I've heard her co-host on Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, which is another uh, newer Iron Maiden podcast, and she's co-hosted a bunch of the Maiden episodes, and she's great. Like she has, like I still think she should do her own podcast. Like I think so too. We've we did kind of go very deep into like the history of the band and stuff, and deep dives are great, but like people's personal history and their like unique takes on Iron Maiden, they're just as interesting. Like. She's seen Maiden so many times and so many tours. Like, you would, you know, if you listen to those episodes she co-hosted, like, her history with Iron Maiden is super interesting. And she has cool takes 
you know, just because we did our podcast, I, I mean, this room for, you know, as many voices as there are. Of course, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If anything, you need more people talking about it. Yeah, exactly. The, um, it only creates a bigger audience for meet and podcasts. Anyway, it's good for everybody. We've always been promoting other people's podcasts. Um, I think like the fact that she's, she's been on like every tour except for one, hasn't she? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, she's been on most tours anyway. And her accent is awesome. Yeah, I love, I love it. That As a accent. Bruins fan, love it. <laughs> I absolutely love everything about her except for the Bruins. Yeah. And that was a little salt in the woods. And, uh, you know, I, I'd love to hear her talking about Maiden. But, yeah, I'd say, Melissa, definitely do do your own podcast. I, I think you'd be great. The other thing mm. is that this goes for anyone that has a passion for Maiden or a band or any topic at all. Like, just get a microphone and start a podcast. And don't worry about yeah. – you know, listeners and subscribers or your voice or anything like I've, you know, I don't have a radio voice. I'm just, you know, just talking about Maiden. Nobody cares, right? It's it's fun. It's super satisfying when you look back and, you know, you realize people got some joy out of something you created. And it's not like yeah. the old days where, like, some guy at a radio station had to give you a break for you to get on air. You know what I mean? Very little investment. Yeah. I would totally recommend having a podcast. This was, like, one of the coolest things I've ever done. Last three years, yeah, I w- was so satisfying. I would recommend it, but I would add a caveat yeah. that it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. A lot of people, like I, I meet people and they want to go into it, and I'm like, be ready for what you're getting into. It's a ton of work. Yeah, well, you get a lot um, of engagement from great. people, which yeah. is kind of cool, and that's part of the part I like. Yeah. But yeah, if you don't have time to be emailing people back, I could see how that would be a little yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, and 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 just recording and coming out with content for us is just pretty straightforward. When you love a band, you know. Um, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of work. I mean, specifically the earlier stuff. I mean, you were in the, it was like a dissertation. You were off studying, you know, <laughs> primary sources. But, um, you know, it is, it is it is a lot of work. But I, I'd agree with you. I mean, that's not to, 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 to throw water on it. it. You know, I think people should go at it. But the other thing is, is, is you know, you can test it out. You don't have to go, I'm going to do a podcast or not, and just this big light switch. And if you say yes, you got to do 150 episodes like we've done. Or, you know... You can try four or five podcasts, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work for you if you don't yeah. like it, right? I mean, the la- the worst thing you can do, you know, the best comedians in the world are the ones that got up 10, 15 years before on the stage. No one gets up and, 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 is, and is a good comedian at the gate. So it's like with podcasts, like right now, I feel like we're in our prime. <laughs> you know, like now we cannot get a podcast like nothing. Yeah. Um, whereas when we first did it, it was challenging. Yeah, it was challenging when we started yeah. to like fill up, you know, to actually think about what we're going to say. And it's so natural now. And the sound quality over the last three years, like after, I always talk about that. I'm like, when I hear those first episodes, the sound quality is so bad. Yeah. But it got better. And you know what? I was, like, when I go back, because there's one point where, where I was like, remember, I was like, should I pull those first 10 episodes? And like, because they're so, the sound quality, like the content is good, but the sound quality is not great. But you know what? Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares about like if the sound quality is good or bad or whatever. All they care about no. is like they love to hear people talk passionately about things that they also are passionate about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Very interesting. Speaking of podcasts, we have a lot of listeners who are very excited, anticipating the concept of your new projects. Before we get into that, I did a list of what I think it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Number one. The Nesbitt Taylor, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift. No. Party podcast. No. No? 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 <laughs> ah, I figured if we were going to do that, you would have talked to me about it. I got another podcast. Idea. Okay, let's hear it. 
all about Bare Naked Ladies because Bare Naked Ladies is a great Canadian band, but there's a whole subtle other direction we can go with this. <laughs> Absolutely not in either either direction. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Um, that's my list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Leafs Bruins, but well, you didn't, no one's going to listen to that. <laughs> no. No one's, even I don't want you to agree to that one. So people... So what's... Okay. Yeah, what's the next project? Let's talk about this. So yeah, I have a new podcast coming out. Uh, it actually launches mm-hmm. today. So after you're done listening to this, you should be able to go find it and download episode number one. It's the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. Nice. So Jarvis was on our podcast to talk about Number of the Beast. And I think our listeners yeah. are pretty familiar with Jarvis. He came on. He returned a few yeah. times. The last time he was on the podcast, after we recorded, I, you know, we kept chatting with him, and I kind of pitched him the idea of me doing a Night Demon podcast, and he thought it was a great idea, and mm. so I've been talking to him. We're starting a Night Demon podcast, the Night Demon Heavy Metal podcast, and I told him that if I do it, I want like full access to their archives, so that means like, you know, their library of live shows and bootlegs, demos, isolated tracks. You know, I can get I can get the stories behind the songs and the lyrics and like different takes of songs and solos and you know if I'm talking about the cover art I can talk I can get in contact with the artist and you know what I mean so yeah. like Maiden is an amazing band but they're so big that they're kind of inaccessible as far as getting yeah. stuff like that and here I can get you know I can do my deep dives and I can get like the full stories and like really dissect songs so yeah like you know the birth of the beast episodes. They yeah. were my favorite, you know, by far my favorite part of our Maiden podcast, of Talking Maiden. Um, and that drive that Maiden has in the early years, where they're like this determined, unstoppable young band, like, it sounds yeah. cheesy to say, but I, I kind of get that energy and that potential from Night Demon. And I don't think I've gotten that vibe from any other, like, kind of new band. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of exciting. I'm totally excited to launch this new podcast. The first episode's out today. It's about... Maiden Hell, which is the song that got us yeah. into the band. Remember, we had a listener yeah. that recommended Maiden Hell because it was a Maiden tie-in. So I thought that was a good yeah. transition between this podcast and me going to this new podcast. Um, yeah, I think it's excellent. So go to uh, nightdemon.net and you can get all the details there. You can figure out how to subscribe. You know, there's all kinds of uh, info. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said to uh, you no, know, no, I'm, I'm, I, I already, I had a sneak, sneak listen. Yeah. And it's excellent. Um, I think it's going to be a fantastic. But the other side of it, which we haven't really talked to our listeners much about, was you said Maiden is inaccessible. Um, you know, we, we've got a, a pretty solid fan base. Um, you know, I would say we're the biggest Iron Maiden podcast by a good margin. And But we haven't actively pursued the band because we, we're kind of in an awkward situation where we're not an official podcast and we always they they've given great artistic license yeah um and you know you're you're in this great area with gray area with podcasts where we do clip a lot and we do do a lot of stuff so we've never really wanted to ever be infringing on what they do yeah Uh, we always try and build them up we're a fan podcast and we contribute to them this is an official podcast where you can have a lot more ownership over and clarity over what you can play and what you can't. So for you, I know that that is not that we've ever been worried about Iron Maiden. They've been, they've been fantastic. And I know they are. uh, I do know that they are aware of our podcast. Oh, they're very aware. Yeah. Yeah, We've the publicist and that stuff. Like we've, you know, 
Sometimes when we have a, a listeners on a beer, we'll have tell them about all that stuff. It was great, but there are always questions where you're gonna, you know, yeah. did you go too far? Or are you gonna get a cease and desist letter or something like this? That never ever happened to us. Nope. Like we've never had an issue like that. It's got nothing to do with this. But you're doing an official podcast, which is a completely different gig, yep. yeah. and that's really cool. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. I'm excited. It's yeah. a, a bit of an adjustment not having a co-host because yeah. I mean, me and you could get on now. Well, like we're doing. Uh, you know, I've got a couple of bullet points yeah. here of like some, you know, mail I want to get into. And we've gotten yeah. ep- into episodes before where I have like four bullet points and we talk for an hour. But that's yeah. just because we get into these conversations. But when you're by yourself, you kind of, yeah. uh, you know, it's a little more yeah, but that's, planned out and you're kind of sticking more to the subject. Yeah. And that and that's and that's our dynamic yeah. as two Maiden fans chatting. This is an official yeah. Night Demon podcast. And that's a better model for this. Is and what I listened to, you know, what you did, I thought was amazing. So I, everybody needs to go there. So everybody has to go to the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast right now. Click subscribe and listen to Nesbit talk about a band we all love. I would love it yeah. if a bunch of our listeners would, you know, subscribe, check it out, and send feedback. Nightdemon.net. You can get all the details there. Yeah. But yeah, I would love it if like a bunch of our listeners would check out and subscribe, send feedback. Because it's kind of cool, and this is going to sound, like, really cheesy, but, like, in the last three years of doing this podcast, I feel like I have so many connections to all these people that, yeah, you know, we're constantly back and forth with and getting emails from, and uh, it's like I'm going to miss our listeners, you know what I mean? So it'd be cool yeah. if some of them follow over, because I'd like to keep, uh, you know, I'd like to hear what they think, A, and B. It's, I don't know, it'd be cool to keep in contact with these people. They're all very cool. All the pen pals. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good listeners. Fantastic. And, you know, I think the next Maiden concert, which hopefully happens again, we'll get to reconnect with a lot of people. Yeah. Hopefully that's happened soon. I think the next I should say. the next tour, we should plan it around where we have the most listeners that have offered to buy us free beer. <laughs> <laughs> COVID beers. Yeah. We always lose on those deals because we, we, we just reciprocate and then the wallet's wide open. Oh, that's true. It's like me and my brother the time we won 300 bucks on, a, on one of those bar machines and I woke up and I'd taken like 300 out of the bank machine so we blew all like 600 bucks at the bar and it was just because like the first Celebrating. Just got, just, oh, it just it you know it just got the taste in my mouth. You know we just had a time. No man it's been a great run. I, I really loved it and um you know, it's it's been a ton of fun talking about Iron Maiden. I'm really proud of the body work. Yep. And um, you know, it's sad to sad to let it go, but at the same time, I've always been a fan of you know, quit while you're ahead. Yeah, I agree. And leave yeah. people wanting. And it doesn't mean we can't ever do it again. Um, and you know, it doesn't mean that Maiden doesn't have new stuff coming out. But I think if we ever do anything again, be it stuff you know coming out again or revisiting it down the road or something i'd like to do some new interesting stuff you know like change some things up yeah and uh i thought we had an amazing format and all that stuff um and it's been great but uh i think we did did so well with what we did yeah you know that it's just great body work that i'm very proud of yeah me too it's it's kind of funny this all started as like kind of a joke when we were i know i've told this many times on the podcast yeah but this all started with me and you we went uh, duck hunting at my cabin, sitting around yeah. the wood stove, drinking a few beers, and we were listening to Maiden, and we got we were just arguing about the X Factor. 
and after it seems like it was a couple hours it could have been 45 minutes <laughs> but yeah. after this intense like debate we were like this should be a podcast we should have recorded that and a couple days later you were like let's really do it let's do a podcast and then we yeah we just figured yeah. it out as we went along it took off way bigger than i ever thought it would ever get and yes. uh anyway it's it's i don't know it's fun it was really really fun yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and there's some interesting big listener milestones that we're gonna hit soon too. That when, when when we recap down the road or something, we'll, we'll talk sometime online again in the future and tell everybody about all that stuff. But Nesbitt, I wanted to thank you for all the energy that you put in, specifically on the research side, and uh, just tracking everything and doing. You're the producer too, yeah. right? You know, I'm just the pretty face. Um, you're the producer. I, I spend all the work building our giant social media following, <laughs> which is garbage. Um, but you know, you do so much and, um, you invest so much in just taking time to, to organize everything, to, to keep all of our listeners happy to make sure that an email is never missed. And, uh, for that, on behalf of all of our listeners, I want to thank you because it's been deadly. <laughs> deadly. Awesome. Yeah. No, it's fun. Well, it's cool because I, I, I love Maiden. I have this huge library of Maiden books. I have a Maiden room yeah. in my house. I have all this Maiden stuff. And it's one of those things where I go up there and I'll like drink a beer and I'll like flip through my albums and maybe look. look you know what I mean? You're like yeah. in your room by yourself with all your Maiden stuff. And now I had this like outlet to like use it all and share it kind of with people. And it's, I don't know. It's kind of fun. And it is cool at our age too. Like, you know, when you're our age, I got kids, you got like three jobs in a company, in a startup company. And like, yeah. normally, I think we would probably see each other less than once a month. And yeah. this was just cool because we saw each other every, at least once a week for the last uh, three years, which I don't have many friends that I see that much. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's because well, of the podcast. That is, yeah. yeah, that is one of the, the big changes is that we, we, you know, we did get to see that. One downside is we haven't gotten as much hunting. Like, I don't think we've we've gotten, like, any more than a day or two duck hunting in since we started right. the podcast. Yeah. Well, that's not true. We, we got moose hunting, hunting and yet. stuff. Yeah. But that stuff's the big game. You got to you gotta fill that license. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, next weekend, I mean, when this r- breaks, we're going to be on the way to the cabin. Right. So that's so, uh, cool. We're Yeah. When this comes out, when people are listening to this, uh, I'll be at your cabin. You'll be at your cabin four and a half hours outside the city, camping on a beach. I'm bringing yeah. 24 Iron Maiden beers, two dozen of those, you know, those variety packs. Yeah. So we'll spend the long weekend. It's a long weekend here. We'll spend the long weekend sitting around a fire, drinking Trooper beer, listening to Maiden. Yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, I got a challenge. I got an idea. This is a way we can piss everybody okay. off. <laughs> Let's play every single studio plus live album in chronological order start to finish. Uh, we actually, there's enough time. We did that when we uh, drove across the province. But we didn't include the live albums. We just did studio albums. Oh, I mean, we'll do every live three album. Days. Okay. No. How about this? How about we listen to? I already have a playlist made of all my yeah. Maiden songs ranked in order. We'll start at the best and we'll go to the worst. Oh God! <laughs> no, that's the worst. Start at the worst. End the and go night to the best. with uh, a bunch of Fear of the Dark tracks yeah. that I don't. Because <laughs> by the end it'd just be brutal, right? Oh my God! You have to keep going. Yeah. Now we got to rank our own episodes, top to bottom. <laughs> it, and it literally, it starts with the worst and ends with the best. Well, Nesbo, I think we wrap it up there. Yep. Um, it's been a fantastic run, but everybody can jump over to the channel we mentioned. Yeah, the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. Yeah. Yep. Exactly, and maybe we'll put a 
a link on our website somewhere that leads to it. Or you can email talkingmaiden at gmail.com and Nesbitt will link it to you. Yeah. We get it to you that way. And I'm going to share a few of them out on Facebook. So however you get us now. Reach out to us and we'll we'll link it to you if if it's because you know sometimes in the beginning they don't sync well. I'm gonna be on Fergal's uh, podcast, the Feckin' Checkin' Show, next week talking about podcasting. So uh, there'll probably nice. be a lot of maiden talk on there too, since he's our friend that we made at the Carton Horses. Everyone knows Fergal if they listen to the podcast. So oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. So there's another one to listen. Yep, Feckin' oh, Check that's In. Yeah, Feckin' Check In. Check In. Not yeah. Feckin' Chicken. No, not Chicken. Yeah. Check In. Yeah. yeah. Feckin' right. <laughs> That'll be a good time. So there's another one. So people will g- still get to listen to Nesbitt. Yeah, if you're not sick of me yet. <laughs> <laughs> TalkingMaiden.com. Don't stop emailing. TalkingMaiden at gmail.com. Yep. Until next time, up the irons, down the hops, and die with your boots on. Yeah, that was fun. Daddy, are you done with your podcast? Yeah, I just finished.